I want to read a. I want to read a scripture to you as we, as we, as we continue on the theme of elevate. Uh, let's let's read. I want to read Colossians chapter three and verse two. I didn't give. I didn't give them this text. I referenced. I referenced it on Sunday, and then we'll read another scripture in. In Micah chapter 4, 1 and 2. So the first scripture I want you to read is this one in Colossians. Set your mind on things that are above. Everybody say above. Everybody say above. And not on things that are on the earth. Everybody set, set my mind on things that are above. Everybody say above. So here's the contrast. Above. The heavenlies, the eternal, and not on things that are the earth. Everybody say above and not the earth. Everybody say not the earth. Okay, then I want to read uh, another scripture tonight in Micah chapter 4. Micah 4, 1 and 2. It says this, and it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains. It shall be lifted above the hills and people shall flow to it and many nations shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. I love that. Everybody say, come, let us go up. To the mountain of the Lord. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise for his goodness and his blessing. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. And I appreciate you being here on Wednesday night. I know many of you, many, many of you, you get up very, very early. I see Brother and Sister Gutierrez tonight. Appreciate him so much uh, helping me a few weeks ago in the North Bay. Let's give them a hand clap. Great people. They're great people. They got a great testimony too. I found out some stuff in that church ride that I did not know. And uh, they're great examples and, and great people. And I know he gets up very, very early. I don't even consider early. I consider it the middle of the night. When you're getting up at 3.30, that's not early. That's the middle of the night. And here he is in church tonight. Um, The purpose of this theme is to set us up for next month. And I want you to be thinking about big things now. Because big things are going to be happening next month. And the way that I move you on the continuum is that I create in you this belief system that heaven, you got good days in your future. That your future's got good days. Your future is going to be better than your past. And I want, I want to challenge you all to begin to think differently. I want you to, like the writer said, to set your mind, set your affections 
on things that are above and not on things that are the earth. How many knows that's a real challenge? You know why? Because you're surrounded by earthly things all the time. I got so mad today. See, I don't believe in being, being fake. I believe in being real. I got so mad today that I had to pray because my Wi-Fi went out and I couldn't hardly study. I, I, I put the curse of God on that Wi-Fi machine. It didn't matter. They said, oh, three easy steps. Lies, lies, lies. It's never three easy steps. Went and got a new router, went and got a new modem, did all that stuff. You know, now anybody, nobody wants to talk to you anymore. I got so frustrated because you can't find good customer service anymore. And they will we'll chat with you on the phone, but I don't want to chat. I want to talk to somebody. I want a person to get on the phone and talk to somebody and tell me what I need to do to get this thing fixed before I have a nervous breakdown. And I was ready to just throw the router through the, out the backyard, but I didn't. And I thought, that's when you're setting your affection on things that are the earthly. And the writer was saying, don't get so worked up about things in the earth Set your affections on things that are above. I want to tell you tonight, you don't want to be around people that all they talk about is earthly things. If all they're ever talking about is days of our lives and as the world turns and the bachelorette or whatever or whatever's going on, you don't want to be around people that's constantly got drama swirling around their life and it's one drama after another drama after, a, after another problem after another. No, no, no. You want to be around somebody that is talking about what God is doing in the earth. You want to be around somebody you want to be around people that elevate you and help you understand that if God is living on the inside of me, then his name and his power is at my disposal and no weapon that is formed against me will be able to prosper because greater is he that is in me then, come on, y'all say it in concert, he that is in the world. I want you to elevate. Somebody shout elevate. elevate. Elevate the way that you think. Believe with me that nothing is impossible with God. Nada es imposible para nuestro Dios. Nada, nada, nada. That's all I can say. Nothing is impossible with God. And whatever it is that you're striving for and you're looking for, I'm not trying to give you a pep talk, but I am trying to get you to elevate the way you think. I want you to think on a different plane. I want you to think in a, on a dimension of not, I don't know why I'm saying this. I want you to think on a plane of opportunities, not obstacles. 
sometimes all I, this is, this is against me or, or I don't have a college degree or I don't have a good last name or I've been divorced or I've been through this or I don't have, I don't want you to think about obstacles. I want you to think about opportunities that are going to be opened into you because you're in the house of God. And if you're in the house of God tonight, then you got enough faith to believe that God is going to open up opportunities for you. You believe what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't want you to be satisfied with small thinking. I don't want you to be satisfied with minimum wage thinking. I don't want you to think of, think about God within the construct of just barely going to get by. It is not the will of God for you to barely get by. It's not, and when I say that, I'm talking about if you're struggling spiritually, and oh, if, if I can just make it to Sunday, if I can just make it to Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, you're doing something wrong. If you are living for God, life shouldn't constantly be a struggle. There ought to, it couldn't, it shouldn't constantly be a battle. It shouldn't, con, you shouldn't constantly be in getting knocked down every time you turn around. Living for God, though it has hard days and it has adversity, it should be an overcoming life. It should be overcoming. It ought to be victorious. It ought to be joy unspeakable and full of glory. It ought to elevate you to live life more abundantly. Somebody shout elevate. I want this church to be powerful. I want it to be life changing because the people that come to this church have been to the mountaintop. I don't want you, I don't want to pastor people that are constantly in the valley of despair and valley of despondency and valley of trouble and trial. That's terrible. I said it on Sunday. I'm going to say it again. That's terrible advertisement. If you're always sad and broke and pitiful and like a puppy in a window. No. Somebody say elevate. Elevate the way you think. Elevate the way you live. Start expecting God to bless you and promote you and put you in places of power and authority in business, in, in your career, in your job, in your vocation, in college. Come on, somebody. I'm expecting it. We need, we need to change the way we think about about God, about life, about it all. The Bible says in Psalms 24 and 3, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? He asks a question, then he answers it. It said, he who has a clean hands and a pure heart. You want to go up to the hill of the Lord. He said, the people that go up to that hill who stand in the presence of God are not just people that just do it lightly. He said, their hands are clean. Their heart is pure. 
who does not lift up his soul to what is false, who does not swear deceitfully. And this, this is a, one of the points I wanted to make here briefly tonight. If you're going to elevate, if you're going to go up to the hill of the Lord, you need to elevate your commitments. What I'm, what I'm preaching and teaching to you tonight is not commitment free. It's not commitment free. Well, I'm just, I'm going to name it and claim it and blab it and grab it. And I'm, I'm just going to kind of show up and, you know, just kind of whatever. It won't work. It won't work that way. It won't work. He said, if you're going to go up to the hill of the Lord, you're going to have to have everybody say clean hands. And everybody said pure heart. So what does that say? Clean hands represents our outward life. People, people know by our outward life, how we live, how we talk, how we dress, how we conduct ourselves, that's clean hands. Clean heart is our inner life. There's outer life, clean hands. There's inner life, clean heart. If you're going to go up to the hill of the Lord, it takes both of those things. You can't have clean hands and a bad heart or a bad heart and clean hands. People should know when you become a believer and a Christian after a while, it's, it's, not, it's, it's an indictment almost if they go, oh, I, I didn't know you were a Christian. You, you, you never talked to me about the Lord or you, you never asked, invited me to church. I didn't, I didn't know by your conduct. Uh, I saw you, I saw you over at the water cooler and you were telling dirty jokes or laughing. Christians don't do that. What does it mean to be a Christian? It means to be what? Everybody say Christ. That doesn't mean you're perfect every, every time, but it means that you have, can I break it down? It means that your attributes and your attitude and your conduct is like Christ. Now that's hard in California because there's some mean people out here, but not in the church. Not in the church. I'm wondering about some of y'all. He said, if you want to go up to the hill of the Lord, you say, well, I want to elevate. Oh, I want to elevate. Yeah, I want to elevate. I want to be on top. Well, there's a process to being on top. My outward life needs to be in direct correlation to my inward life. My hands need to be clean, outward life. My heart needs to be clean because that's my inner life. Now, let me just help you out. I met some people, they could speak in other tongues till they had an accent, but they were mean as the devil. Just because you got the Holy Ghost, Jesus will say, depart from me, I never knew you. Say, well, I cast out devils, I, I speak in tongues at the church, and I, I run around, and I see visions and dreams. So what? I'm not impressed. You know what impresses me? Fruit. So, well, I, I want to be, be this, and I'm going to be... I'm going to just do this for God and I'm just going to tell you just as how I am and I'm going to just fast until, you know, 40 days. I'm not impressed. 
You don't impress me. Oh, I can preach really good. Oh, I can sing really good. I don't care. You know what impresses me? Fruit. The fruit of the Spirit tells me and shows me that you got the Holy Ghost. You say, well, I speak in tongues and I pray all night. I don't care. If you don't have any fruit in your life, then I don't even know if you got the Holy Ghost or not. You got to have the fruit. We got to have the fruit of the Spirit, righteousness, peace, joy, long-suffering. We got to have fruit. We can't, well, I'm Pentecostals. I'm just going to see a vision and a dream. No, you know what that is? That's sensationalism. That's not fruit. And if you want to go up to the hill of the Lord that I've been preaching about and hyping you up about, then you're going to have to have some fruit. You're going to have to have an outer life that everybody can see. They're a Christian, and you're going to have to have an inner life where you're kind to your neighbor, and you pray for those that despitefully use you and speak against you, and you help people that stab you in the back. Come on, y'all. Come on. Where's my amen corner at now? I'm going to tell you something. You, you want to be careful, okay? Jesus was a friend of sinners. Now, that doesn't mean he just slid up on the bar stool and just, no. But if you read your Bible, you'll find out that the tax collectors and the prostitutes and the sinners wanted to be with Jesus. I wonder sometimes, why don't sinners want to be with you? Do you have any sinner friends? Well, they're going to contaminate me. You don't even have the Holy Ghost. What do you mean they're going to contaminate you? I don't even know if y'all can receive what I'm saying right now. Y'all just looking at me like that. Y'all not getting no mac and cheese. Come on now. Thank you, John. You're John? All right, that's right. I'm serious. It, the, the people Jesus had a problem with was church people. It was Pharisees and Sadducees that Jesus had the most trouble with. He didn't have the trouble with the tax collectors and the sinners and the prostitutes. and He didn't have trouble with them. It was religious people that Jesus had. I'm telling y'all, you need to have some people in your life that you're trying to pick up off the ground, that you're trying to show them a better way. Come on, you better help me if you want to eat. You better give me an amen. You better say something. I'm trying to help you. You better have, you need to have somebody in your life that you can take them by the hand and pick them up and show them a better way. I get tired of these sanctified people and we believe in Holy Ghost sanctification. We believe in holiness. I suggest you do the same. But ain't never brought nobody to church in 40 years. Ain't, ain't never had nobody sit next to them that smelled like drugs and alcohol and then just drug them out of the club last week. I don't understand that. I don't get it. Don't make any sense to me. I try to be around... Call them sinner, unchurched, 
without God. I don't care. I'm just saying there are people that need God all over this city. You rub shoulders with them every single day of your life and you got what they're looking for. Come on, elevate your commitment. I've seen people like that show. Now, I'm not getting on anybody right now tonight unless you need it. Just pull your shoes back up under the pew. I've been with some unbelievers that had more fruit of the Spirit than somebody that's been filled with the Spirit. Now, I'm not excusing anybody's behavior. I'm just saying we need to elevate. Somebody say elevate. You need to elevate your commitment. Clean hands, clean heart. If you want to go up to the hill of the Lord, if you, if you want to go up to the high places of God, you need to elevate your commitment. If you want access to the high country, clean hands, pure heart. He said, that's who's going to ascend the hill of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I want to go up to the hill of the Lord. I want to, I want to go up to the hill of the Lord. Everybody say, elevate my commitment. If, and I, I, this is, I know this is basic. Commitment. The lost art of commitment. Committing to a church. Committing to a career. Committing to a job. Committing to a marriage. Committing to the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, they have a scripture there, I'm, he said, let your yeas be yeas and your nay be nay. In other words, let your yes be a yes and let your no be a no. When you shake your hands with somebody and say, I'm going to be there, I'm going to do that, then you show up and you do that. You, when you say, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve the Lord, I'm, I'm going to be there, you can count on me, I, I, you, you show up and you do that. That's commitment. We need greater commitment. Don't be this flim, flam, flip, flop, here today, gone tomorrow, 30-day wonder. Oh, you hurt my feelings. Hometown buffet, Burger King, you get it your way. No, 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 no. Be a person of commitment. Make a commitment to God. The reason marriages end in divorce is because people don't want to commit. It's not, it's not always, oh, you smell so nice and here's some flowers. And oh, cool. It ain't always that. Some days it's hard work. It's hard, it's hard to go to school and get a degree. It's hard. It's hard to be successful if you're going to own a business. It's, it's difficult if you're going to have anything lasting that's meaningful. But you know what? You have to commit. And when you look at people, when you look at people in whatever field they're in, it doesn't matter if it's academics, it doesn't matter if it's sports arena, it doesn't matter if it's those people, 90% of the time, didn't get it because something was handed to them. They committed themselves to that task or to that trade, and they went all in. And everybody, whoa, they, how did that happen? It's simple. Everybody say commitment. We need people like that. We need people that are two-mile people in a one-mile world. Everybody's looking at what they can do. What's the min Listen. I'm not trying to live for God on minimums. I'm not trying to go, what's the minimum, what's the bare minimum I can do? 
I'm not trying to look for shortcuts or cut corners. I'm not trying to do that. That's, that's not going to get the job done. Listen to me. You need to elevate to the Lord. If you're a young person, you need to go all in. Mom and dads, don't come complaining that they don't want to live for God if you don't ever bring them to youth service. Don't come when they're hooked on drugs and you didn't bring them to youth service or Wednesday night. Don't blame Tim and Jerry Ann. It takes commitment. And you folks are here on Wednesday night and I, and I appreciate it. I really do. But I'm going to tell you, if we're going to get the job done, if we're going to be successful in prayer, in worship, in soul winning, in Bible study, in Bible quizzing, in ushers and greeter and staff, it's not going to do it with uncommitted people. We need a fresh baptism of Holy Ghost commitment in this church. Come on, somebody. Somebody say elevate. The worst attitude in the world is for somebody to say, well, that's just not my job. I'm, I'm called to sing, but I'm not called to sweep. I'm going to tell you something. You better learn how to sweep. If you can't sweep, then I don't want to hear you sing. If you can't pick up trash, then I don't, I don't want to hear about your dreams and your visions and all of that. If you can't go down to the bus stop and invite somebody to the house of the Lord, don't tell me about the words you get from God. Don't come prophesying over me telling me you got a word from the Lord when you can't do anything else for God. Don't, no, no, don't go do that. We need people that are baptized with Holy Ghost commitment. My old timers know what I'm talking about. I'm seeing people like the pals here tonight. Them people don't understand uh, the borrows, they understand exactly what I'm talking about. This church, this church, these chairs that you're sitting on were built by people that had commit. You young people need to commit, commit yourself to the Lord. Let me, let me just give you another piece of advice. You might not have a mom and dad that serve God. That's no excuse. Samuel in the Bible was raised in dysfunction. There was all kinds of incest and carnality going on with Hophni and Phinehas in the Bible. Eli had backslid and yet God raised up Samuel in the midst of that chaos and confusion and raised him up as a prophet of the Lord. I want to tell you, you commit your ways to God and God will raise you up. Come on, somebody. Clap your hands if you know I'm telling you the truth. And you need to commit, I want to say this publicly, you need to commit at home first. Before you want me to send you to Africa or Ethiopia or Ecuador, I'm not doing it. Don't ask me to come sign your application to go anywhere. You're not going anywhere until you've proven that you can win at home first. If you can't win somebody across the street, why am I going to send you 
to Ecuador or South America somewhere to reach somebody down there. Prove to me that you can win people. Listen, you need a mission field? Go that way. Go right there across the overpass. You know, just go right down this way, down to the airport district. You need a mission field? You ain't got to get on a plane. Just go down the road. You, you ain't got to go very far. Just go down the road right here. I want to tell you something. Stop looking to go somewhere else until you've won and worked and committed right here on the corner of 7th and I. Win, win at home. Somebody say, win at home. Home court advantage. And if the time is right for you to go somewhere, I'll send you. But I want to look across a row of people that you won to the Lord that are sitting there. You got 10 people that you just baptized and won to the Lord. And then we'll talk about sending you somewhere. Now, I'm ready to get to the mac and cheese, but y'all are fidgety right now. So I'm just, I'm watching you fidget a little bit. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to, well, I don't want to do it that way. You need a lesson on submission. And you need a lesson about, this ain't an ego trip. You need a lesson about pastoral authority and oversight that we are given as watchmen to watch over your soul. I'm not saying that to hurt you. I'm saying that to teach you a principle in the word of God. We need to elevate. We shouldn't have to, we, we need crew teachers. We need ushers. We didn't have enough ushers tonight, and it, it kind of got on my nerves. I kind of got upset about it, and we, people had to fill in tonight. You know why? It's a commitment problem. It's commitment. We don't have enough people on the parking lot helping people get parked. I, I've been praying, God, just raise up somebody that loves to park people. I, I just love, just has a, oh, God's called me. I, everybody's called to do everything else. I, nobody's called to park people. I wish somebody say, Pastor, God's calling me to park people. Pranesh bought a golf cart this week, another one. Don't have nobody to drive it. We need commitment. We need somebody that's going to say, I'll be the best golf cart driver and I will pick up people with a smile and I will drive them back and forth and make sure they get to the house of the Lord. People that'll commit to media and people that'll commit to being a groundskeeper. Now, I, when I was, I'm going to use myself as an example because I'm old enough to not really care. When I was brand new in the Lord, I told a young man this before I came to church. Every day I had a day off, and there's many others that did this. Every day that I had a day off, I was working for DuPont in North Carolina. I was at my church. I was working. I didn't even know that, that I didn't even know what I'm saying to you now. I was, I was knocking on my pastor's door every day. I worked f- graveyards, 412s at DuPont. I get off, I go down to church. What do you need, pastor? You need somebody to clean the toilets? I'm your guy. I'm the best toilet cleaner you ever seen. You need somebody to cut the grass? I wasn't even trying to be a preacher. I was just trying to help my pastor out. You need a grass cutter? Get, where's the mower? I'll cut the grass. You don't have to pay me a dime. I'll just do it because I love God and this is my church. You ain't got to give me nothing. Nothing. I'm not exaggerating. You need, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to paint. 
Norbert's the best painter in Modesto. I didn't know how to paint. I just thought, stick to, you need something painted? I'm your guy. You need, you need something done? I said, Pastor, I am your guy. I am him. I'm your guy. And I did it. I did it. And I'm not boasting. I'm just telling you. I'm just, you look at now and say, oh, you just, you have, you've arrived and this, it was easy for you. I'm going to tell you, when I was 17, 18, 19, I was showing up at the church asking my pastor, he's gone on to be with the Lord. What needs to be done? What needs to be cleaned? What needs to be picked up? And you know who was looking? I didn't even understand. God was looking. God was looking over the banister of heaven. And I'm going to tell you, God's looking over the banister of heaven tonight and he's looking for committed people that'll just do whatever it takes. I know, I know this is, I know this is helping some of you. You need to elevate that commitment. And I, I'm, I'm out of time, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to hasten through this. But you, the second thing I want you to elevate is your consecration. We don't hear a lot of preaching about this anymore. A consecration is a separated thing to the Lord. When you look at a thing, when you go back to the Old Testament, you look at things that were consecrated. The house of the Lord was consecrated. It, it literally, I know we got new people here. That means something that was set apart. That's what that means. We need to elevate our consecration. We need to make sure that phones and media and TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and all those devices do not control us. We're living in one of the most anxious cultures in the world. You want me to tell you why? Social media. You know why? Social media, bullying, comparison. You're trying to compare your life down at Popeye's eating some chicken with somebody that's over in Maldives somewhere that's been edited and curated. It's not, you know, we got this comparison thing going on on social media and everybody's got all this anxiety and depression. I'm going to tell you, put your phones down. We're too addicted to our phones. If y'all don't give me amens, I'm going to sit here a while. I said, we are too addicted to our phones. We're looking at them all the time. We're having phantom vibrations. You know I'm telling the truth. You, you know, when I go on my prayer time and I walk, I don't take my phone with me. I said, if Jesus can't watch over me on my prayer walk, then I then let something, well, well, what if something happens? Well, what if something happens? Jesus has got me. We're, we're, we're two, they're little baby idols. And I know we got to have them because banking's on them and airline tickets are on them and, and the news is on them and all of that. But I, I wonder if I just randomly took your phone and I looked at it, how many hours you've been spending on it? How much? Well, I don't have time to come to Monday night prayer. We have time. We just, it's not a priority for us. Let's just say it's not a priority. Say, well, we have time. I'm, here's, my, here's my point to you, okay? You got to elevate consecrations in your life. You got to elevate that. If, if you're going to be a Christian, be a Christian. You got you to say, you know what? 
that, that's too much media for me. That's too much entertainment for me. You've got to learn to say no. It's never a bad idea to say no to your flesh. I know, I, like, you, you, sometimes a preacher goes one hour. You know, a preacher goes one hour. You know what we do? <sighs> that's so long. But people will sit two hours through a movie. Now, now here's the point. Now, here's the point. Your flesh will always want you to be entertained. Your flesh and my flesh. It's easy, it's easy on the flesh to just be entertained. But to tell that flesh, no, no, you're going to pray for one hour. You know what? It'd rise up on you. Well, God, I got to pray. 30 minutes, I got to pray. I got to read my Bible for 30 minutes. Oh, my gosh. How am I going to? You know why? Listen, that's flesh. And it's the enemy of God. And you know who's, who's got the flesh working in them? Everybody in this building. Everybody in the building is constantly at war with that. But on the flip side, now watch this. You look at people in the Bible that lived a consecrated life, what happened? Samuel took a Nazarite vow before the Lord. Samson took a Nazarite vow before the Lord. And it can be a man or a woman if you go to Deuteronomy not Deuteronomy, but Exodus talks about a man or a woman can take a Nazarite vow. And there was things that they did not do during that vow. They didn't cut their hair. They didn't drink wine. They didn't uh, touch any deadly thing. They didn't even drink grape juice. And they set aside that time as a vow to the Lord that was consecrated to the Lord. And God showed up and move powerfully and demonstrative through their life because they understood the value of something that was consecrated to the Lord. Okay? Here's all I'm saying to you. That commitment and consecration go hand in hand. We don't want to just elevate the way you think. We want you to elevate the way you live. The purpose of the gospel is what? transformational if you're coming and you're just going oh RC's got the jam RC's got the tunes RC's got the licks you're missing it we want that but we want all of that to point you to transformation we want it John to point you to that baptistry and baptize you in Jesus name that's where we want it to take you to the water heaven that's where we want it to take you to the water because I want to tell you don't matter how good we sing and we want the best. Doesn't matter how good we play, we want the best. At the end of the day, if Jesus is not lifted up, nothing's gonna happen. We gotta elevate him. And I'm done. But Jesus said, if I be lifted up, what did he say he would do? I'll draw all men to myself. We believe in elevation, but let's, to be, let's be clear. At the end of all of this, I don't want you to see Pastor Todd Johnson. I don't want you to see Revival Church. I want you to see Jesus. I want you to see Jesus, and I want you to be elevated because he is elevated in this church and in our lives. Now let's raise our hands to the Lord and let's pray that all across this building.
Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Let this church be powerful and dynamic and great. Elevate the way we think, the way we live, the way we act. Elevate the way we talk. Elevate our speech, our conduct. Elevate our commitment in this church. Help me to be committed, 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 just committed. Help me to be consecrated. Help me to be set apart. I'm not like everybody else. I'm not better than everybody else, but I'm not like everybody else. I don't go where they go. I don't do what they do. I'm not better than them, but I'm set apart. I'm, I'm consecrated to the Lord. I belong to the Lord. That's what that means. And listen, God always honors things that are consecrated to Him. Why don't we stand together? I just love, let's love the Lord. Let's just love the Lord. Raise your hands. Come on, let's just love the Lord. <clears throat> I love you. I, I elevate you, Lord. You are Lord over my life. You are supreme. You are God. Continue to work, God, in her life. Let the hand of the Lord rest on her, God. Touch her mind, her body, her spirit. Let the power of the name of Jesus work in her life. Let her be transformed into your image and your likeness. Come on, reach over and pray with somebody beside you right now. Reach over and pray with somebody beside you right now. Let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, there's a sweet touch of the Lord here. Come on, let's draw near to the Lord tonight. Just pray with somebody beside you, around you. Maybe there's something you need to consecrate to the Lord. Maybe, maybe there's something you need to set aside. Maybe it's, maybe it's too much media. Maybe it's too much entertainment. Maybe you've been entertained to death. Maybe, maybe God's just calling you to delete all those devices and that stuff that's causing you to be anxious and causing you to worry more. And it's, it's got you distracted. Why don't you consecrate that to the Lord? Maybe, maybe give the Lord that for 30 days. Maybe give the Lord that thing that you enjoy. It might not even be sinful. It might just be a weight in your life. It might just be a, a little extra load. Why don't you just give that? Give it away and say, you know what? I don't need that right now. I don't need that distraction right now. It's not a sin, but it's just a weight. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to consecrate myself to the Lord. next 30 days I'm going to consecrate myself I'm going to elevate myself to consecration 
I'm going to elevate myself to commitment. I'm not just going to go through the motions. I, not just is my mind going to be changed. My body's going to be changed. My lifestyle's going to be changed. My disciplines are going to be changed. How I live, how I dress, how I talk, how I walk, how I conduct myself. I'm going to make some consecrations to the Lord. I'm going to elevate them. I'm not going to keep them at the minimum. I'm going to elevate them. I'm going to raise them up. I haven't been as committed. I'm going to be an usher. I'm going to be a greeter. I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to serve in hyphen. I'm going to help Tim and Jerry Ann and the youth. I'm going to run a golf cart. I'm going to park people. I'm going to give. I'm going to be a tither. I'm going to give sacrificially. I'm going to show up when I'm tired, when I'm achy. I'm going to be committed. I'm going to elevate it. Jesus' name. Now I want you to just raise your hands and ask the Lord that you receive that word that it falls on good ground. I want you to just pray, Lord, don't let the enemy steal this word out of my spirit. Let the word of the Lord fall on good ground tonight. I know I'm going to go back into a world that's hostile, but I know I need to set my affections on things that are above. God, and I'm asking you that this that this tender seed of the Word of God, this message tonight about commitment and consecration would go down into the heart of my life, every young man, every young woman, every young married couple, every single dad, every single mom. My commitment and my consecration go hand in hand. And I want to elevate them to the Lord. I feel the touch of the Lord tonight. I feel the sweet touch of the Lord tonight. I just feel like God's calling somebody to commitment. I can't get away from this. Commitment and consecration. A greater commitment and greater consecration. A greater commitment and a greater consecration. I'm going to put myself on the altar. I'm going to put my flesh on the altar, my desires, I'm going to put it on the altar. My habits, my addictions, my, my weights, I'm going to consecrate myself to the Lord. I love you, Lord. You can linger around this altar. You can feel after the Lord. You can seek the Lord, then we're going to fellowship a little bit with each other. I know you've got obligations, but I ask you, maybe don't be in quite a hurry right now. Just take a minute and linger in the presence of the Lord. Maybe it's time with Him. Maybe before you click on that app, you'll go to the word of the Lord and say, speak to me through your word, God. Before I go and read the news, 
maybe I'll put my ear and say, Lord, what do you want to say to me this morning? What do you want to say to me before I start this day, God?